Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. I'm your host, Doug Ray. I've got Bryce Payne here in the studio with me today, and I guess we're Bryce starting is a week three, week four of the coronavirus. I, I prefer to call it the Chicom virus, but I'm not sure where we are. I, I, I stopped counting the weeks, Doug, um, but uh, I am downing as many coronas as I can to stay immune to it, and so far it's working. <laughs> so before we get started, why don't you update us on your daughter, Aspen, who is in self-quarantine? Yeah, she came back from England, and she's now been back for a little over a week, so she's got a little less than a week to go. She's down in Charlotte. And uh, is self-quarantining. So, uh, Aspen, hi. How are you? Daddy loves you. And only a week to go. And then she'll, uh, I guess, well, I don't know exactly what our plan is after that. She's down <laughs> in Charlotte. She's supposed to stay down there, apparently. Um, but uh, we'll see about uh, getting her uh, back up here to uh, the Winston-Salem area here. She's, she's in good company. She's with friends and, uh, and family down there. But, uh, yeah, crazy times, Doug. It is. I mean, the great state of Ecklenburg got uh, locked down this week. So, um, you know, it's it's nuts. Speaking of everything, I mean, the volatility is insane. I mean, week after week of this stuff, we had this week a, a huge uh, rally in the market. And uh, now, don't ruin my trivia question. No, no, I won't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, kind of reminiscing on what's yeah. going on in this marketplace. We talked last week about how quickly we hit a thirty percent decline, of fastest ever. Fastest ever, right? Right. And honestly, I don't know about your thinking, but I, I don't think we're completely over this thing yet. Well, I'm not an economist by any means, but I don't see how we could be. I mean, if we've got so many people out there who are laid off, whether it be temporarily or permanently, and they're not getting paychecks out there. And folks, I know that a lot of you listening out there are these people that we're talking about. So our hearts do go out to you. But I don't see, Doug, how... Once people do finally go back to work, that's not going to just have the economy turn around on a dime. People are going to be trying to get out of debt and reorganizing their financial situation. They're not going to have expendable money just like they had maybe a couple of weeks ago and able to go to the movies and uh, go on vacations to the beach and whatnot. So I I don't see how this turns around uh, quickly. I see this as a very slow recovery. I know that's not exactly what our uh, president and the administration wants us to uh, believe or what they believe, but I, if you're just looking at the numbers, I don't see how this is going to turn around quickly. Well, you know, it's a political year. He's got an election coming up, and he needs he needs the economy to turn around. He does. I, I honestly don't see it uh, before the fourth quarter. You know, I mean, the jury's still out yet on what's happening to small businesses. I mean, so many of these restaurants, um, you know, service industry folks, they're not working, and their business isn't going to come back overnight either once this thing passes. Well, and they don't have months and months of cash on hand right. to be able to get through this. They're relying on their sales this week to be able to make their purchases for next week. And if they're not making the sales now, they, they're going to the banks for loans. And, of course, the banks are going to be kind of cautious about giving out to loans right now when we're in lockdown or the social distancing thing. So it's a tough time out there. And not to mention our wonderful politicians in D.C. I mean, they absolutely infuriated me. They took three days to get a bill passed that could have passed probably really in a half a day simply because they're trying to throw their pet projects, right. the kitchen sink, everything else into the stupid thing. Right. They're not thinking of the American people one iota. Did we did we say our hearts go out to them? 
or mm. just just to the uh, the hard workers out there? Just the hard workers just in the, the mil- military. Workers. That's yeah. right. Okay. I, I could. I'd recall every politician we got. <laughs> Start from scratch. <laughs> Why not? No, I, How could it hurt? I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> you know, and, and and then we have the case of the senators selling uh, selling their stocks. Yeah, wasn't that good timing for them? Boy, yeah. what a coincidence! You know, if if you and I did that on news that's not available to the public, I mean, we'd be sharing a jail cell with Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff and Martha Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But uh yeah, that that has always bugged me that they are able to do that. They absolutely need to be able to only invest through blind trusts when they get to that stage of things. If they're the ones making the laws and know what companies are going to ben- benefit from that, they don't get to go ahead and pick those companies for their portfolio at that stage of the game. That's not fair. Yeah, now one Georgia senator, she's actually married to the head of the New York Stock Exchange. Oh, my. What a world we live in. It is, indeed. Well, what are we talking about today, Doug, besides just complaining? I think today's a kind of a complaint day. In the second right? segment, okay. second segment, we got some good questions from our, our listeners, so stay tuned in for that. You know, our business has been affected, too. You know, having a lot of people who who are afraid to come in and, and meet with us. And, and I, I tell everybody, we, we I think we do a great job of keeping the office clean and disinfected. And it's probably safer here than in, in the grocery store. But that's okay if you're afraid. We've got the capability to go virtual with you. We've had that capability, too. We, we, had, didn't, we didn't just set that up for this. We've yeah. been doing that for because we have clients in uh, in Tennessee and Virginia and South Carolina. that uh, Oklahoma, Florida, and Alabama. Because, because we're retirement specialists, you know, some of those folks don't want to drive for, uh, you know, get out there. And they, they prefer the comfort of their own home. And so uh, we are set up to uh, meet with our clients, whether it's an annual review or we're sitting down to do uh, some planning with you for the first time. We are absolutely able to do that with you through the comfort of your own home, through uh, the webinar Thing that whatever they call that and uh, it works very well i mean mm-hmm. it's just as effective for our line of work as it is sitting in here in person with us in fact again let's throw this offer out to you folks who are sitting out there looking at your statements and going oh my gosh call us and let's do a second opinion review for you and put you through our process it's probably the most detailed process you'll ever go through it's a four-step process we've defined it before on on, on this radio program but there's no cost. There's no obligation to you. We could probably do all four of them virtually if we have to. It's not optimal, but we certainly can do it. But um, it'll give you a detailed look at what's going on in your portfolio right now. And it'll also tell you if you're still on track for retirement. Many of you are probably wondering that. Yeah, you know, Doug, you and I were talking this week about a lot of people will have their retirement planned out. They, they, I'm going to work five more years. I'm going to work three more years or whatnot, and I know how much money I'll have at that point, and I know what my spending needs will be, so I should be okay. But sometimes, as we're seeing it unfold right in front of us right now, life happens. And those plans that you had thought, I'm going to work four or five more years, well, maybe you found yourself suddenly not sure if you're going to be going back to work. Maybe you, your uh, boss, unfortunately, has had to make some cuts, and he's uh, as, as much as you are valuable to the company, if you don't have the income coming in the company, you got to start cutting costs, and you are on that chopping block. Maybe you've been furloughed or whatnot, and now you're starting to wonder, what does this do to my retirement? I thought I was great, but I really want to take a look at uh, the savings that I have put together. Maybe I've saved $200,000 or something. And now maybe retirement looks like it's three years longer for me than what uh, I was planning on it being or, you know, coming three years sooner. 
Well, Doug, we can help people out with that answer. And so if you thought that you knew when you were going to retire and now you're not so sure whether or not that's already been forced upon you, let us help you out and figure out if uh, if you really can't officially start that retirement now or you know what retirement looks like for you, what those changes that you thought you uh, – you think that you're now having to go through what that means for you. And Bryce, it's better for them to know now than wait a year or two years and find out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's not always going to be necessarily a fun process, but you'd rather have the answer now than not have it or have it forced upon you later. Yeah, absolutely. So, folks, that is a uh, four-meeting process that we generally go through with you. And the first meeting that we do is we just, you know, collect all the data from you, whether again, whether it's here in the office or via the webinar, we uh, take a look at what all your financials are. And our second meeting is where we've put your current portfolio through some uh, stress analysis, some stress tests to see uh, what your portfolio would do in certain uh, dire times, so to speak, like 2002, 2008, and maybe now 2020. And uh, we give you a bunch of answers on what your current portfolio might mean to you in those stress tests. And then our third meeting is where we start to make some recommendations. Now, I want to be clear that those recommendations that we're making for you, we are fiduciaries. Doug's uh, certificates, my licenses, we are obligated to act as fiduciaries, which means that we are only going to make recommendations that are in your best interest. And Doug, as crazy as this sounds, uh, a majority of advisors out there are not fiduciaries, which sounds unbelievable when you think about it, but uh, they are uh, obligated to make um, recommendations for you that are suitable, not necessarily in your best interest, and there's a huge difference. So when we do make recommendations for you in that third meeting, we're going to go over the pros and cons of of them, and you can get a sense of uh, what the uh, good and the bad all means with uh, tweaking your portfolio, but you can rest assured that when we're making those recommendations, it's because we are making them for your best interest. And then we dust all the cobwebs off of that, get your input, uh, uh, make some, again, some little tweaks and adjustments. And then that fourth meeting, uh, it all comes to you in a binder. And if you decide that uh, you like what our recommendations were, that it make, that they make sense, that you've got a good sense of what, that we know what we're talking about, well, we can help you implement those changes. And we don't make recommendations, Doug, or, or you know, um, plan changes to one's portfolio unless they're going to be for the better, obviously. Otherwise, we'll just... Let it stay where it's at. And uh, so if you do like that, we can help you implement those changes. And this is what Doug and I do here at the firm uh, day in and day out, sometimes six days a week. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes. So before we get to the end of the segment here, why don't you give the folks our trivia question? All right. So this is about the Dow. So the biggest one-day point gain went up 2,112 points. The biggest one-day point gain ever. My question for you all, and we'll get to the answer when we come back from the break, is what was the second single biggest one-day point gain? The market went up, or the Dow went up 2,112 points. What record did that break? When was the previous one-day point gain? And we will get that answer to you when we come back after the break. And folks, there's a couple ways you can get a hold of us. Uh, 336-391-3409. Just pick up the phone and call. Or go on thewealthguardians.com. There is a tab on there that will let you uh, help schedule an appointment or a time to, uh, to come in and, and talk to us or 
or talk to us virtually. And right. that's 336-391-3409. Folks, stick around. We will be right back with the answer to that trivia question after this. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray and Bryce Payne, serving you in the triad and beyond. Let's get back to the show. And welcome back to The Wealth Guardian's radio show. Doug and Bryce here in the studio with you. Back from the break, and uh, so Doug, we had a trivia question here before the break, and uh, let's go ahead and get that answered before we get to our caller's questions for the uh, month here. So as I was uh, pining to you all out there, the single biggest one-day gain in the Dow was it went up 2,112 points. What record did that break? What was the second biggest single-day point gain in the Dow. Doug, do you know that? I think I do. All right. Well, it is March 2nd, 2020. (laughs) So we've had the two biggest one-day point gains in market history, and that on March 2nd was 1,294 points. Doug, as a... uh, as a bonus trivia question for you, let's just test your knowledge here. Those were point gains. Obviously, uh, the more the market goes up, the less point gains mean for percentage-wise. So when was the single one-day biggest point gain? Percentage-wise? Percentage gain. Ooh, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Well, we I know got, the loss, but I don't know the... Well, right. Everyone knows... The, well, most people know the people in our business know the losses, but for some reason, we don't track gains as much. The biggest one-day percentage gain was actually 15.34% in one single day, and that was March 15th, 2033. I'm 1933. I was going to say, 2033? You got a time machine or something? (laughs) (laughs) Folks, you did not hear that from here. 1933 is what I meant to say. But, uh, Doug, the uh, 2,112, that was, uh, what percentage was that? It was like... uh wasn't it 12, 13 percent? I think it was closer to 11. 11? Okay, yeah, yeah. But that's so it, a hefty it, move. Yeah, 15 percent. Can you imagine that in one yeah. day? Hey, I got a question for you. Uh oh. Have they quit making toilet paper? Oh, I don't think so. Man, I twice I went into the grocery store and there's not a roll to be had. Oh, nowhere. Uh, no. What are people doing with this stuff? I, they're obviously storing it. <laughs> How do you store so much toilet paper? That's that's what I want to know because every day I think on the shelves, okay, surely everybody has stocked up their entire pantry now or under the bathroom sinks with toilet paper. They can't buy any more. They surely feel good that they've got all that they need. Yet every day I go in there, there's, there's no none. more. You got to guess you got to go in at like six in the morning to actually find it. And I'm not doing that. Uh, I, I just don't. I don't get it. I've got a cat, so I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to get to our questions of the month now from our listeners. So, Doug, here we go. This is Lorraine from Statesville, and she says, uh, I hear your offer for a second opinion, but I have lost so much. How could I possibly make a change now? That's a good question. It is, and that's I'm sure she's not alone in that sentiment either. No, but, you know, if you get the second opinion, at least you're armed with education to determine whether you want to make a change or not. Maybe your answer is you don't make a change, but then maybe the answer is, yeah, you you need to make a change. And and here's why I say that. You know, the way we plan retirement um, for for our folks is we make sure we have the bottom side protected, the downside. You know, the last thing we want is for our clients to lose 20, 30, 40 percent of their portfolio going into retirement or while they're in retirement. 
So we do have stop losses and circuit breakers uh, in these portfolios so that uh, you don't lose that, that kind of money. You know, our folks are sitting right now with um, minimal losses relative to, unfortunately, most of you folks. And uh, Bryce and I are pretty happy about that. I think our clients are, too. Yeah, our phone is not ringing off the hook with angry uh, clients by any means. So they are pretty uh, pretty uh, relieved that the, the plans that we got them into have worked as designed, is what we talked to them about. Because the last time we had a bear market to, to stress test our portfolios was 11 years ago. So in one sense, it's nice to be able to see in real time that this has been working successfully for our clients. And I would add to uh, the answer for Lorraine um, in Statesville is that I know what you're thinking is that if I've taken so many losses, I shouldn't move now. What you're thinking of probably is that age-old buy-and-hold strategy where you mm-hmm. don't sell yep. you don't sell low. Well, if the portfolio that we would have you get into is also on sale prices right now as well. So you're not jumping off a cliff and securing your losses only buying high you're also buying low so you're just moving from low one low platform to another but the ones that we're recommending for you are most likely uh, more protected on the downside for you than where you're currently at but let us show you in person lorraine uh, reach out to us uh not just uh through the radio show but uh let us do a one-on-one with you as well here in the office or virtually you got nothing to lose it's free it's no cost no obligation as we have been known to say All right, so Doug, our next question comes from Bill in High Point. Hi, Bill. I was preparing to retire uh, in July 2021, but looking at my 401k now, unfortunately, I don't think I can. What do you suggest? Well, you know, I heard a lot of that uh, kind of talk back in 2008, 2009, and, um, you know, folks came in and and we went through the process and they found out, a lot of them found out that... uh, you know, they could retire. They might have to, you know, pull their belt a little bit tighter than they, they once thought. But retirement was still a, a possibility. Unfortunately, others found out that they had to work a year or two longer before they could make retirement right. happy uh, for them. And, um, you know, again, the only way to really know is is to get that second opinion we talked so much about. And but, we have, Doug, we have some fantastic software that we use with every client that comes in here, our retirement analyzer software, where we've inputted every bit of uh, pertinent financial data that somebody has, and we give them a solid answer onto whether or not they can retire now. So what, Bill, what you're doing right now is you're wondering. You're, and I understand wondering is not, uh, you don't want to wonder about something like this. You want to know about something like this. So even if that answer that you're going to get, if you can't retire right now, well, you probably want to know that. And if you can retire right now or in July of 2021 when you want to, you probably want to know that. You don't want to be stuck in this wondering thing because that's just causing you distress and uneasiness uh, for the next year. So let us put an answer to that question for you. And, you know, you, you'll be able to find out from us if you reach out to us. We'll tell you what to bring in. It's going to be tax statements and uh, financial statements and whatnot. But that's what we need to be able to provide you that answer. And that's what I think would uh, make you feel all the much better in these uh, trying times right now is, is knowing that for certain. And no, no doubt about it. And we can do any kind of modeling you want. You know, we can say, what if you, what if you did retire today? What if you waited a year? How much money will you have at 82? Right. Will I run out of money at 75? I mean, just about any question can be answered. That's very true. That's a good point, Doug. And, and Bill, if you can't retire in July of 2021, well, then your next question is obviously going to be, 
well, when can I retire? Then, if it's not July of 2021, when is that magical date? We can help you put a uh, put a date on that. We can help you figure that out, and that's uh, obviously would be what your follow up question is. All right, well, Bill, we appreciate you uh, you uh, your question. Thank you very much, and we'll move on now to uh, Judy and Danville. Hi, Judy. Hope you're listening. My mom is 85 and in a long term care facility with dementia. Sorry to hear that. Uh, she had a substantial portfolio worth over 600 thousand. She has now lost over 120000 of that. I thought her broker was doing a great job until now. I just saw her statement, and the allocation chart on the first page shows she has 75% in various stocks. That seems a bit much. What do you think? Well, that'll certainly explain why you thought that the stockbroker was doing such a good job was because her portfolio has been doing gangbusters for the last so many years, but uh, Doug, what a lot of people do is they confuse a uh, an upmarketable market with a good broker. Well, you know the saying goes, "A rising tide lifts all ships." You know, I understand that. We see this quite often. The problem is, we've had twenty plus years of low interest rates, meaning that the typical fallback safe investment that most seniors would buy would be six percent CDs, five percent CDs you know, high-grade corporate bonds, treasury bonds, and you just can't get anything close to that. So unfortunately, so many people have had to reach into risk assets to try to get an equivalent yield. And I think that's exactly what happened here to your mom's portfolio. Obviously, we don't know know, the broker, the situation or anything. I don't think there was anything – you know, untoward going on behind the scenes there. I just think that, you know, people were forced to to try to get uh, riskier assets in the portfolio to get to get more money. And that and that worked for 11 years. And now it doesn't. And, and, and here's the other situation. You probably have a situation where your mom is the income she's getting is, is Social Security, yet she's in a facility with dementia. Those costs are going up, as you're probably very well aware of. So trying to be able to pay the expenses of that facility and keep ends meet going forced her into a, a higher risk portfolio than she should be. The, the quick answer to your question is, yeah, it, I would never have an 85-year-old mother in, in you know, 70-plus percent stocks, especially if I didn't I couldn't control the downside of them. So, hey, you're a perfect example. Somebody needs a second opinion, don't you yeah, think? That's exactly what we want to meet with. and. Uh, show you what we think would be a more appropriate portfolio for them. But again, uh, I agree with Doug completely that 75% uh, for somebody in their 80s, probably a little bit on the high side. We don't know all the uh, all the answers there, what the uh, advisor's uh, goals were or strategies were, but it certainly seems on the surface of the limited information you've given us, and that's uh, uh, Judy, I'm sorry, yeah, Judy, it certainly sounds like that's that wasn't appropriate, but... Uh, yeah. All right, uh, Doug, we're going to move over to uh, Tom of Greensboro now. Hi, Tom. Tom says, I just found out my 401k has a provision that I can roll some or all of the money to an IRA account of my choosing, even though I'm still working with the company. Should I? Ah. And uh, Tom is talking about what is called an in-service rollover. So, Tom, I'm guessing you are at least 59 and a half years old out there. So, happy birthday. Doug? Well, off the cuff, uh, I would say that anybody has that ability, they probably ought to take advantage of it. It just simply gives you more options and more diversification than what your 401k has. 
but you certainly should explore the possibility of, of moving monies out of uh, that 401k. We've seen a lot of times where people can move 100% of their 401k over, or they have to move or keep in the plan uh, the company contribution. Folks, an in-service rollover doesn't mean that you're not contributing anymore to your 401k. You That's a are. good point, yes. You're still in it, and, and there, if there's a company match, you're still getting that. All you've done is moved over the bulk of your 401k to an outside IRA to have more investment options and more diversification. And Non-taxable fact, event. In fact, what this does is it allows you to get more aggressive with current contributions because then you can take advantage of dollar cost averaging. So certainly a good question and something everybody ought to think about if they have uh, have that opportunity. Well, folks, we're at the end of the show today. Give us a call at 336-391-3409 or go on our website at thewealthguardians.com. Take us up on our second opinion. We'd love to talk to you virtually or in the office. Again, 336-391-3409. Folks, have a safe and happy weekend out there. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Wealth Guardian Show. Remember, if you need any help with crafting your financial and retirement plan to reach out to the great team at Wealth Guardians by calling 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Or go online to thewealthguardians.com.